Live from the studios of KTAR News 92.3 FM, it's the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show with Brian Whitfield. Everything you need to know to grow. Call Brian with your questions at 602-277-5827. That's 602-277-5827. The Whitfield Nursery Garden Show, now on KTAR News 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Well, good morning, y'all. It's a beautiful day. There's, uh, I think there's supposed to be like a 0% chance of rain for the Open. I think that'll make people really happy. And all they got to play is one full round and the third of a round from yesterday, and they'll finish the tournament today. It'll be fun to watch right during the Super Bowl. You know, that's the regular thing that happens here in the desert. We have the Super Bowl, and we have the Phoenix Open. Should be a fun day, folks. And if you want a little color for that, you can come out and see us at Woodfields. We have big, beautiful hanging baskets in color that you could pop up for your party this afternoon, whether you're watching golf or you're watching the Super Bowl. At any rate, we take take a minute and invite you to give us a call. We start off with wide open phones. We have the lovely Shira here. I look at her this morning. She's smiling. She's ready to go. She's here on the phone to music. All you have to do is give her a call, and she'll really smile. The number to call is 602-277-5827. That's 277-KTAR. We're here every Sunday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on 92.3 FM with the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. We have Shira, Troy with the news, and I'm Brian. Give us a call. You can lead the program. You tell us about what you want to do. It's a gorgeous morning here in Sunny Slope. We've already can see the silhouette of the mountains. No, the sun is not up, but it'll be up shortly. And it looks like it's going to be a wonderful day and a great day to enjoy. Get out and maybe do a little gardening or uh, catch the golf tournament. Go down and be crazy with all the fun people down at the Phoenix Open. Have a big super party with your friends. Or... There's a lot of work to be done in the garden here the next week or so. Yeah, this is the time of year, but we're going to want to trim everything that's deciduous and anything that's hardy and evergreen because by the middle of next week, things are going to really butt out. You know, with the rain that we've had, the warmer weather in the 70s next week, I think people are going to believe it's spring. And so for fertilization, that's a good time to do it. We always talk about Valentine's Day, but who knows if you're a day or two early. That's close enough. I mean, we're right here in the weather cycle. And we can talk about, um, you know, planting different things this time of year. It's typically our last frost date. And though it's chilly this morning, uh, I'll give you a prediction. I don't think it's going to freeze here in the valley this year. Might freeze in the mountains, may freeze down around Tucson, but uh, I think here in the valley we're probably through. So kind of turns on our planting season. We start off with wide open phones, folks. It's really easy to get in. We end the program the last 10 or 15 minutes. Sometimes the last hour is kind of trickier. So if you're listening now, if you have a question, a suggestion, an idea, something you want to grow, uh, give us a call at 602-277-5827, 277-KTR. Want to mention as well, it's, it's citrus season, folks. Now a time when lots of things are ripe and we're fortunate to be here in the desert with one of the most insect free areas uh you know in the country to grow citrus and uh so we really don't have the pests like the gulagong disease and other pests that they have in other markets we have our own little thrips and things but nothing that's lethal to our trees and uh but now is a great time if you want to grow citrus to go out and taste your neighbors you can taste some of the ones that we have at the stores and uh there's a big difference in tree ripe and citrus here in, in the valley uh, um, you know, we're noted for our lemons. Uh, 
Meyer lemons and Lisbon lemons. But uh, also along those lines, we grow some awfully good navels, and that can be a navel or a caracara, whichever you enjoy. And the real height of the season right now are the Minola tangelos. We wait and wait and wait for them to get ripe, and it takes about the 1st of February, and that's when it is. And so the tangelos are ripe now, and they're a really fun fruit that probably my favorite that I really enjoy here. It's got a nice mixture of sweetness with sugar and acid at the same time, and they're incredibly juicy. So if you like to juice fruit and, um, you know, we do at home. The tangelos make wonderful juice, but they're also easy peel and almost seedless and uh, kind of a fun one. And you could try some of our Whitfield uh, tangelos. Right now they're in uh, Sprouts and they have them at um, Whole Foods and Albertson Safeway. And they're in the, well, I don't think the ones in Food City are ours yet. Give it about a week or so and then Bashes and um, our AJ's and Whole Foods will all have ours as well. You can tell our, our citrus because it's got a Silver Canyon stamp on it. It just says Silver Canyon Citrus, and that's what we grow at Whitfields here in the in the desert. And, you know, this time of year, you'll find the Meyer lemons, Lisbon lemons, maybe some navel still left, and then the Tangelo. So a lot of fun fruit that we grow right here in town, and we appreciate the people that sponsor and help us. Well, three lines still available. Number to call 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR. Sean in Peoria, good morning. Good morning, buddy. How are you? Oh, enjoying the day. It's beautiful out. Oh, this is yeah, this is why we're here. <laughs> yeah. Looks this like we're going to have a here. whole week of it too before next weekend when it's forecast rain again. You know, and, and I was telling, I was I was talking. Anyhow, hey, artichokes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the one word. What's the length? Um, this is the fifth year. Hopefully, it's the fifth year that this artichoke plant has has. I I, I got three of them. Mm-hmm. And they they produce like nobody's business. Um, they're a beautiful flower, um, but how? What's the length of the of the life of the plant? You know, I don't know the real length, uh, Sean. I I know that they'll last up to three years because I've had them for that long, uh, and then kind of uh, just I, didn't pay attention anymore. So I know three years is not a problem. But you've had them for five. This is yeah. This I, I hopefully um you cut them to the ground, mm-hmm. right? And and then they can, they're, they're starting to come up. And uh, uh, I think it's a little early for it, though. Um, but uh, I am just blown away um, how how beautiful these plants are. And I just want to know the longevity of them, you know? Yeah, you know, and I honestly don't have the answer for you. Like I say, I know they'll last three years. I've had them that long before. I've uh, never tried to keep them for five. But, you know, as you mentioned, you know, not only are they good to eat, but they're beautiful when you let them bloom. Oh my God! And and they sell those those the blooms um, at flower shops for high dollar. Well, maybe you'll have to get in the artichoke bloom market. Oh, I can do that, Molly. <laughs> and and, and, and it's it's hilarious. It's a joke in the neighborhood because I have them in my front yard, and um, I I had to put up a set up a camera because nobody's ever had artichokes before, and I cooked them for the whole neighborhood, and they're going. <laughs> And that was my fault. <laughs> now they're eyeballing the, uh, the the artichokes going, okay, we're waiting for these things to, to get ripe. And uh, they're just beautiful. But, okay, I figured, you know, five would be a good outside. So you've had them for three. Eh, we're good to go. And But they but they are such a cool plant. 
Well, Sean, um, down by our farm in Stanfield, that when the neighbor used to farm different vegetables in there, he tried vegetables for one year and different fruits and things. But so they planned a crop of artichokes there, you know, and we watched him, you know, go through his artichokes and harvest and everything. And the following year, rain, much as it's doing right now, and the whole field came back up with artichokes. So we were out harvesting oh. all the artichokes because it was supposed to be a fallow field, but they all came back out. So our, our employees and neighbors and friends, and we all had a good time on 20 acres of artichokes. And I had a dog, I had a Doberman that loved artichokes. I mean, <laughs> you, you, you just, it was just hilarious that she would just get so excited with the, uh, and my kids and, and things like that. But it was just such a cool, cool plant, you know, and I have always had a garden. But this is just one of those things that uh, stick in your mind that these plants are just, they come back. Well, I've, you don't I've, have to do anything. I've, I've never, I've never tried them or, or witnessed them for five. So you just keep us posted, Sean. You can be the guy that records the record longest crop of artichokes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Partner, thank you for your time. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, let's see. Next up, we've got Joe in Phoenix. After Joe, we got open lines. The number to call, 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR. Morning, Joe. Good morning, Brian. Love the show. So my gardener was here yesterday right after it rained, and he convinced me to let him put some pre-emergent down. I have rocks in the front and grass in the back. But then after he left, I thought, did you say it's got to be watered in? Well, it helps a lot to go. Did he put down liquid or granular? Liquid. You know, it might have had enough moisture just on top of the ground to activate it, Joe, yesterday. You know, the ground's pretty well saturated. and now, um, Would it even get through the rocks? Well, it, 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 it's, it's hard to say, you know. You, you, might be the, you, might, you might be the only guy in town that needs a little afternoon shower. I would go out and just water it down slightly. It won't take much what? because the ground's all okay. wet, and it's going to go right down through it. So while the ground's right. still wet, you know, you could add a little extra water and uh, probably oh. really help it out. It would have been better in the morning yesterday than the afternoon. But you know, I, I, would, I would probably, to really take every bit of advantage, go ahead and hose it down. Okay, that's what I'll do. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. Have a nice weekend. You too. Bye-bye. Uh, we're going to take a short break. While we're gone, uh, give Miss Shira a call. The number to call, 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR for the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. We're here every Sunday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on 92.3 FM, KTAR.
over the mountains yet, but it's going to be sunshiny. What a great day for a golf tournament. What a big difference a day can make. And I hope you're enjoying it. Well, we have wide open phones. Shira's feeling neglected, so you need to give her a call. (laughs) A number to call 602-277-5827. 277-KTR. We can talk about what to grow, how to grow, why to grow it, where to grow it, um, and what to do in the garden right now. There's a lot of work to be done. Now, I know it's I know it's Sunday, and I, and I know it's Super Bowl day, and I know it's a great day to watch golf. And whether you're going to the tournament and actually have the, the day out there, it's going to be a little warmer with less rain, or if you're going to, no rain, we hope, or you're going to watch it at home from the sofa, it, it's going to be a good day to be out here and be a Phoenician. Um, but there is a lot of work to be done, and we can hold off, to, you know, we can hold our work off for a day or two, but pruning, you know, right now pruning time is here. And if you haven't pruned deciduous trees, that's ashes, elms, pistachios. Maybe you want to do some more prunings on your peaches, plums, apples, or pears. Even if you want to start pruning your citrus trees back some, all the other hardy evergreens, live oaks, pines, now is a great time to prune. You know, you're going to prune trees and roses and things. You're going to set them up for the spring. You know, if you want to have bigger, better pomegranates, you want to take your pomegranate bushes right now and thin them back, reduce the number of canes, reduce the size. And as they wake up, they're going to produce a lot better fruit, you know, and that goes for pretty much all of our stone fruits and things, too. So reduction and pruning and, uh, you know, working on plants right now is really critical. The other thing that's happening is this is the rain and we have the spring and the spring kind of is when, the you know, things really grow. This week, we're going to hit the 70s for kind of a long spout for at least probably five or six days before we get more rain again. So perfect time to get out and fertilize. You know, if you can get everything fertilized right now, your plants will have a lot more to grow on. And the rain does wonderful things. You know, we've had enough rain to leach out some of the salts, but it's kind of a twofold deal because whenever the rain's leaching out the salts here in the valley, then SRP is using water to come to the valley that's mostly from reservoirs to leave capacity for the snow melt. So the water quality quality in our systems here, especially in Phoenix, Tempe, and Mesa, and Scottsdale, is the best water of the year because we're getting runoff from the Verde River system, and that water has like way lower salts. The pH is around 7, so if you want an extra water one time deep, this time of year is a great time to do it and leach out the salts, but with the rain we had, you probably don't need to, but your plants are going to really benefit from that better quality water. So a little fertilizer and they'll really jump. We'll get back to the phones that we do have two lines still open. The number to call is 602-277-5827. Sue in Phoenix, good morning. Hi, Brian, thanks for taking my call. Question today, I need a good pre-emergent. I hope it's not too late. Mm -hmm. For my son, bought a brand new home in Tolson. Okay. Um, can, can you suggest uh, a brand and what type he might um, get his hands on that'll work this time of year? Well, does he have a lot of area to do? 
I'm not too big. He's got his backyard and his front yard, okay. and, and I'm so sorry. I can't. I don't. Well, that's all right. Pendamethalin's a really good one. There's one called Pendulum, uh, Pendulum Water Cap. And where I tell you you can find it, the easiest is sometimes through the sprinkler stores. And, um, you know, out there they'll have it at, um, oh, you know, any one of the bigger sprinkler houses will have it. And uh, so you uh-huh. like sprinkler rolled out in Buckeye there will have it. So you can just try it. And it's worth the drive. And then there's also Hewing will have it and, and some of the others. But if you want to go to sprinkler, roll, they'll, they'll have it in larger containers. Oh, I'm- Oh, and, I've got uh, a gr- uh, sprinkler world right by my house. Yeah. Um, so that would be the best place now, to buy it. Is that expensive? Well, what's expensive? Or, <laughs> if it's going to save you three days working on weeds and you're going to put it in for about a hundred bucks, <laughs> is that expensive? <laughs> no, I, I don't think worth every too... <laughs> penny. Gosh, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think um, it's a bad price. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. all relative. And the the application is that. It's pretty easy. You can do it with one of those little quart sprayers that goes on the end of a garden hose. You, know, oh, you can mix it up and spray great. it on with one of those in the liquid, or you could use awesome. like a little tank sprayer would be fine. Okay, and, uh, cool. It'll cool. work in any of those. And it's called Pendulum? It's called, yeah, it's, I think it's uh, Pendulum. It's a water cap. Okay. Pendulum water cap. Yeah. Cool. Thank you, Brian. Okay. Thank Let you. Let's go. Thanks. Have bye, a great bye, day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Well, I wasn't quite fast enough, folks. Sometimes it takes us a minute or two to get to your question. So if you're on the phone, give us a couple minutes. We don't, we don't try to keep anybody on hold here too long, but, uh, you know, we'll try to get to you pretty quick. We do have four lines still available. Number to call 602-277-5827. 277-KTAR. Michael in Peoria, good morning. Good morning. I uh, just had a question, and I'm, I'm uh, having a tree arborist. Uh, to trim some trees, and also we have a bottle tree in our front yard that is uh, had some damage and maybe some disease, I'm not sure. But uh, last year, they did some injections and then gave me a special fertilizer. And I asked them this year, and they said they want to do it again and give me this fertilizer um, that they've formulated. And... I asked him, is there anything I can buy that would uh, that would be equivalent or as good or, you know, at least, you know, do the same thing? And, and they kind of insisted that not only their formula was specially formulated for the for the valley and everything. So I was just wondering, being here, you know, long-term experience with the, with the valley and trees and everything, if you would know if there's something that I could use just... So I don't, because they basically want to charge me $150 for a bottle, a five-gallon, or not even five, two-gallon bottle that'll last me, you know, about two weeks. <laughs> well, Michael, um, I don't know of any, uh, you know, mix. It's it's like a chef's recipe. The recipe itself might right. be somewhat propriety. The chef keeps it. The ingredients are all pretty available. I don't think they're adding anything special that comes from any, you know, astrological, you know, development where a comet crashed into the earth and they got a special mineral. I doubt that's the case. Um, so everything's going to be pretty available. And in general, when we buy fertilizer here, it's got three numbers on the bag. It's NPK. So it's a nitrogen. And so those are the three main ingredients. Okay. And then for most things here in the Valley, because we have higher salts. Now, like I say, the rain's great and the water we're getting now is fantastic. We want to keep things a little more acidic. So we like to add a little bit of sulfur in there. Okay. And sulfur helps to hold the pH down. Okay. 
Okay. And then we're going to have things like iron, you know, manganese, magnesium. You know, you can have a couple other elements that might or might not be in there, but those are probably the main three. Okay. And the, and the iron is the one that usually has to be the highest to keep it in balance. But if you buy a formulated fertilizer here, like we sell one called Organopro Citrus Food, that's, okay. you know, pretty much blended for our soil. It's going to do, you know, as much as almost any other fertilizer would do. Now, there might be a certain condition where we want to use like an extra amount of iron or magnesium or zinc or something for something special like zinc for country, you know, and iron for chlorosis if you have variegation kind of in the leaves, you know, and those things, you know. And so what we do in a farming level is we take tissue samples and soil samples. So we go to the groves and we take out some leaves off the tree. We want to get the leaves sort of the ones that are, uh, you know, not mature yet, but the most recent ones developing that are almost mature. And then we take soil right. sample down from the ground down to a depth of about a foot because that's where most of the roots are. And we blend that together and take it to a laboratory. We pay about $100 for a sample. We, I wouldn't like to tell you, we use IAS laboratories. They're good people. And they'll do residential samples and ag samples, and they do a lot of them. And they'll tell us, okay, you're out of balance here. You need to add more of this and more of this and more of this. But for all practical purposes, for, for general kinds of trees and things, you can use a balanced fertilizer, whether you use a 10-10-10 or a 16-8-4, and uh, the nitrogen is going to mo- be the most important thing. I mean, people used to use an awful lot of just ammonium sulfate here, which, you know, they still right. got a lot of results from. And that's typically the one that's missing the most. But you can buy a commercial fertilizer. If you buy one that's made here locally, chances are going to have more iron and more sulfur because our, si- our soil requires it more. But almost any fertilizer is going to work well. And for what we do on the citrus groves is we're organic. So our, our base fertilizer is chicken manure. And that's what we use a lot of. And it, it's pretty high in calcium, phosphorus, and nitrogen. Uh, high being low ratios because it's organic. But, um, you know, that's what we get out of it. So where is where is your closest nursery to uh, 75th Avenue in Peoria? Uh, basically 8th Street in Glendale. Okay. You know, and uh, if you come out and see us, we can, we can hook you up. And, you know, there's a lot of other good nurseries around town, too, that can help you with fertilizer. I'll tell you one little pointer there right where you're at there not not to run you off we'd love to get come for the nursery we'd love to say some other things but there's a place called mm-hmm. deals feed store and, and he's right out there in your neighborhood if you just look it up deals d-e-a-l-s and dale deal okay. and his daughter then they run the, the feed store there and then some of the grandkids i think too and uh he's who i buy a tremendous amount of agricultural chemicals from so on a larger basis so they're very mm-hmm. knowledgeable and they're close to you so they're, they're one okay. I don't mind referring at all. Thanks, Michael. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, Bob and Tempe. Good morning, Bob. Good morning. How are you today? Ah, good, Bob. We got a little time because uh, I noticed that Mr. Troy's coming in. You want to hang on or you want to go fast? I'll, I'll hang. It's about, it's about uh, pre-emergent. But I'll right. go ahead and hang. I'll put you on hold. And now he is. Here he is. I just noticed Mr. Troy Barrett. Is in the studio, folks. We're going to find out what's happening in the world. In the interim, we have the lovely Shira here. She's on the phones and the music, so you can give her a call while Troy's doing the news. And the number to call Shira is 602-277-5827-277-KTAR for the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. Oh, I could hide beneath the wings of the bluebird as she sings The six o'clock alarm would never ring 
puts its rings and I rise, wipe the sleep out of my eyes. My shaven razor's cold and it stings. morning out there. We'll get right back to the phones. We do have two lines available. Number to call 602-277-5827-277. KTAR, Bob and Tempe again. Good morning. Yes, hello again. You know, just as an aside, I'd love to tell you I listen to your show just for the knowledge every weekend, but it's really for the music. Yeah, me too. You know, that's, that's what my wife says. You know, says, oh, you just have fun and go over do the radio show because you like to play music. And I, I can't, so I can't disagree with her completely. There you go. Some great stuff. Anyway, about pre-emergent. Uh, th- uh, good uh, pointing out about going to Sprinkler World, one of those. I've generally gone to a different store. But tell me, uh, I've used liquid in the past. Is granular or liquid better in your opinion? And they do. And they do. The they do exactly the same thing. And the manufacturers that make them make a granular form and a liquid form. And it's just a matter of what's easier to apply, you know, in your circumstances. So okay. either well, one will work well. Okay, I have about 2,500 square feet, and, and there's a gravel or granite on it. Um, would a drop spreader be what you'd use with the granular? Yeah, or even and like a little like, hand whirlybird spreader will work. Yeah. But either yeah. you could use a little drop spreader, too. If it's flat enough, you know, we're not going over rocks too much and bouncing the tires. They'll yeah. work fine. Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't know which, if either would cover a little better, which I've used, like I said, I've used the liquid uh, with the ortho spray head or whatever it's uh-huh. called. So Yeah, either but, either okay. one will work fine, Bob. Okay. Thank you for that information. One other thing. I was one of the ones given one of your reefs back before Christmas time. Uh-huh. We've had, we've had that and kept it moist and done things. We just got rid of it just a couple of days ago. It lasted that long. Well, it's so. amazing. It's amazing how well they do, you know, and the product that uh, we use on those, um, basically I found in Oregon from a wreath maker and it's manufactured uh-huh. in, in Chandler and it's just pretty phenomenal. The difference it makes in wreaths and in Christmas trees and things, but it's hard to yeah. imagine a wreath would last a month after Christmas, but well, I know it was they great, can. but my wife was very happy. Yes. We well, were happy with it. So thank you again. Thank you, Bob. Bye-bye. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, let's see next. We've got Lynn and, and, do we have John, but uh, if you'd like to be after John, all you have to do is call Shira. And the number to call Shira is 602-277-5827 for the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. Lynn and Glendale, good morning. Good morning. Hey, Brian, back to artichokes. Mm-hmm. How, how do you grow an artichoke? How do you start one? Where do you get Well, we, we sell them at the nursery. We'll sell them like in four-inch containers or, or uh, you know, sometimes we sell bigger ones even in gallon containers. 
Are they available now? They, you know, probably within the next week or two. It's a little cool, but right now it's just getting past the frost date. So this is the time when you'd plant them. So I would say we'd have them by next weekend. I didn't know you could grow it here years they, ago in another fantastic state. Here. I had a had one I loved. That's it's glorious. That flower, that plant is magnificent. I couldn't eat it. It was so magnificent. <laughs> well, I'm kind of with you on how right. pretty the flowers are, but uh, when we have stuffed artichokes at home, they're pretty hard to beat. <laughs> oh no! But I had a, I, I've got to have another one. Oh, thank you so much. Blessings, kiddo. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, let's see. We have John and Gilbert after John is wide open. It's the perfect time to call Shira. She's getting lonely already. 602-277-5827-277. KTAR. Morning, John. Hey, good morning. Hey, Brian. Um, I got some yellow bells. My wife loves them, and they got a little frost damage. Should I wait to trim, or is it good to go? I think that today is the official day where it's good to go. Okay, I don't think we're going to okay. have any more frost. It's going to, you know, be up in the 70s this week. So if you want to clean them up, you can prune them as little or as much as you'd like. And um, okay. they should just really come back with a vengeance this week as it warms up. All right. Now, back to things I've called you about here over the last few weeks. Um, I got this this grapefruit tree. I, I went over and got some uh, fertilizer, I think, with your store on Cooper there. Uh, 16 was the first number, and two, I think, was the last. Uh-huh. But not, I, I got this tree, and I think, I think I told you it was like 10 to 12 years old, about a 7-inch trunk. Um, and then I normally fertilize three times, and I guess I always thought it, it's the same amount each time, right? Mm-hmm, or is be. it not? Well, you know, you, you, it can't tell and it can't read. So it always wants something to kind of feed on. So our traditional okay. schedule here is Valentine's Day, Labor Day, Memorial Day. Okay, that's the kind of right. traditional schedule. You can feed it if you want to once a month, you know, a little bit less fertilizer and spread it out over more time and go through like okay. October. I mean, that would be fine too. And and the tree doesn't oh. really know. I mean, traditionally, like now in our citrus groves, we uh, will start feeding about this time of year and we'll keep feeding, you know, as soon as we get the fruit off we'll start feeding and then we'll feed through the middle of summer but we're using organic and and sometimes it takes us a while to get it on the field so it might be a month you know going across the field so we're not really that particular about the time as long as they've got something to eat on okay well i was just i was kind of confused because i thought well if it's you know five pounds or whatever Maybe that was for the for, for all three applications. Well, so, for, for a tree, uh, the age of your tree, you probably want to put on about uh, two pounds of nitrogen per year, okay? And so that's oh. going to be a 16% nitrogen. So to get a pound of nitrogen, you're going to have to put on about five pounds of fertilizer, okay? Okay. So you probably what I was... Yeah, so you could put yeah. on, you know, three or four pounds, you know, now, or three or four pounds and, uh, you know, Labor Day and Memorial Day if you want to be in that schedule, and that'll be great. All right. Well, thank you again so much. You have a super day. You as well, sir. Bye-bye. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Fred in Surprise. Hello, Fred. Uh, good morning, Brian. Um, me and my friend are having a discussion about watering our shrubs and, and uh, plants. Uh, he waters uh, with a, a one-gallon one emitter. Uh, he does it for uh, an hour and a half, three times a day. And I water my shrubs uh, 20 minutes a day on a one-gallon emitter. What would you say would be well, the best on, way you, to do you, that? You guys aren't both watering every day, are you? 
Well, I, I, you know, I water every day for about 20 minutes, and he waters every three days okay. you using know, the same one-gallon emitter. Guys, 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 have you ever heard this program before? I listen to it all the time. Okay, yeah. so here, here's the key with water. Okay, the real key with watering is there's probably no plant in the valley that needs water today because we've had plenty of rain. Mm-hmm. And then... No, I, I'm just... I'm speaking of in the summer all year round. Well, we don't want to water all year round because plants don't need water all year round. So like in our citrus groves right now, the last time I watered was for a little frost back in December. But other than that, I wouldn't even water them then. So for my citrus grove, and right now as wet as they are, we won't water for another two to three weeks. Okay? So different times of year for most plants, and especially if we have established plants, we just shut the water off. There's no reason to water wastewater in the wintertime. Um, and as the summer comes along, it depends on where we live, how much you know water our soil takes. So are you around Sun City or where are you at in Surprise? We're, we're uh, in, in Grand. I, okay. um, I, I, I'm speaking of no, not citrus trees. I'm, I'm speaking of plants, okay. actually. We're, you know, we're, we're talking about oleanders, okay. lantanas, all those. Perfect. Yeah. And that's a perfectly good example of our mix here. So the bougainvillea is at my farm in Hyder. I haven't watered in 20 years. Okay. But the roof, the way it slopes, they get a little more rain sometimes. But lantanas, bougainvilleas, oleanders, sages, carissas, all those things uh, want to get dry in between waterings. And there where you are, you have really, you know, heavy soil maintains water really well so it's not going to need as much water what I would do for a watering schedule in your neighborhood is I would water once every two weeks okay and that's going to be in the spring and the fall and like I say if we hadn't had all this rain this winter would be watering every two weeks now it'd be okay and that's that's plenty often and you can kind of check your watering and see and so the only time you'd have to water more than once every two weeks would be in the heat of the summer if the if it's over 110 and if it's over 110, you could change that irrigation to once a week. But it doesn't matter how you put it on, what size emitters you have. When you water your plants, you want to give them about five gallons of water. Okay? So whether you put a one-gallon emitter and you run it for five hours or, you know, however you do it, uh, it doesn't make any difference. And if it's going to run off before that, if you had a bubbler or something, you can't get five gallons. You can water it twice in the same day to get the water down deeper. But the reality is, is that plants aren't going to benefit. They're going to be hurt by regular watering. It's like getting athlete's feet running around wet tennis shoes. So the ground really needs to get dried out in between irrigations. And for the type of plants like we've discussed, you know, once every two weeks when it's hot, it's plenty. And that's when the temperature is over 90 degrees. So the secret is what you're saying is five gallons of water every two weeks. Right. At the same time. Okay. At the same time. We okay. want to put it all at one well, time. Well, thanks for that information. That, that, pushes the salt, that pushes the salts away. and Because when you put a little bit of water on the time, you know, what happens is you're adding salt normally with the water. Not so much right now because a lot of our water is coming from the river because of the time of year. But when we're adding salt, then we're going to build up the salt around our plant. And then you get a really hot day, and the plant's trying to take up all the water. It takes up all the salt, and it burns the leaves. So that's why we want to water deeper and far less often. And uh, besides that, we'll conserve water and uh, be to our benefit as well. So you don't think with five gallons every two weeks you'll have a runoff? Or if you do, you've got to watch it a little bit? If you you got it on a one-gallon emitter, it's it's probably not going to run off. And if it does, what I would do is build some kind of a well around the plant. Each plant, huh? Okay. All right. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. You have a great day. Thanks, Fred. Have a nice day. Bye-bye. 
Let's see. We're going to take a short break. We're going to come back with Joe, Kyle, and then it looks like Charles, maybe, uh, up next in the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. In the meantime, uh, I hope you enjoy what's happening for our advertisement, and we'll have a little music on the way back with the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. Mountains this morning, but uh, hope you do at home. It's going to be a beautiful day. Want to take a minute and invite you out to Whitsells. You know, if you're having a Super Bowl party or you're hanging around watching the golf tournament, have friends over. We've got beautiful color this time of year, hanging baskets and big cachet pots. So if you need something for last minute to brighten up your party, come out and see us at Whitfields. But now as a reminder of the fact it's uh, spring's on the way. It's a great time to plant trees. If you want to plant yourself, we have beautiful 15-gallon trees. And maybe you can plant a 24. And if you want to buy a little time, we have much larger trees, up to 30 foot tall, that we can deliver, plant, and guarantee from Whitfields. We're licensed, bonded, and insured. No jobs too big, none's too small. We have big uh, palm trees of all types. If you're looking for commercial date palms, mule palms, maybe you want that silver Bismarcky. We grow all those here in the desert, along with a plethora of citrus, all different kinds of fun varieties, and beautiful shrubs. Our original store is at 824 East Glendale. We're in the East Valley at Cooper, which is the same as Stapley and Guadalupe. Or 264070 Southern Avenue, Southern Avenue, straight south of Sky Harbor Airport. Woodfield Nursery for four generations growing trees here in the Valley for Arizona's future. Uh, back to the phones. Looks like Kyle and Phoenix first. Good morning, Kyle. Good morning. I have a, a patio that I just built. It's got about a three-foot wall, and then I would say about four foot of opening, and then the roof. And I'd like to shade it with a plant. Okay. The problem is, is that it gets almost no sun. Okay, so then why does it need the shade? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the the reason I want I'd, I'd like to have a plant there is because my neighbor's house is right there. Okay, so we're just going to kind of screen it. So it's on the north side of your house. Correct. Okay, and how far out from the house can we plant? Up to six foot. 
Okay. And how how large? You, so you just want kind of a screen plant there so you don't see your neighbors? Just a little yeah. barrier? Um, you know, one yeah. thing that we have that's kind of fun is we've got some um, Miami Supreme Gardenias. We happen to have some large ones right now that are probably five and a half feet tall that you could plant in there. And they're going to bloom in the summertime when the sun comes over and they'll smell wonderfully there. Um, other than that, they'll be a nice green full shrub and do a nice job at screening your neighbor. And uh, you could easily grow those to seven or eight feet tall and create the screen. But you'll have the advantage of having some really nice fragrance and a little bloom in the summer as well. well and they'll fare okay in the winter. Not getting they, They're not frost tender at all. And then they take the heat well. Miami Supreme Gardenia. Uh huh. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye bye, Kyle. Uh, Joe in North Phoenix. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Brian. How are you doing today? Oh, enjoying this morning. It's absolutely gorgeous here in Sunny Slope, but it's fun to watch the mountains around the valley green up. You know, <laughs> it's I'm, I'm look driving like east on. I'm driving east on 202, and the mountains look absolutely beautiful. It's it's fun when we start to look like Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I've got a question. I've got several. Uh, number one is queen palm, about 25 years old. I just noticed that I've got a, um, a stain approximately two, three inches wide, maybe a foot and a half, two foot uh, long, coming from the top part of the, uh, of the palm. Um, ideas? How did the fronds look on it, Joe? The fronds look fair, but then this time of year, they never look great. It's probably had some fungus problem, and that's, you know, probably manifests itself and coming and running out down the side out of the crown. I would treat it with some copper sulfate around the base of it and probably uh, even some Monterey disease control. The copper sulfate for now, probably, and the Monterey disease control, add that in like in April or May when it's warmed up and growing again. And make sure you fertilize it a lot this spring to, uh, you know, help it along. But it's not going to do much for another couple weeks. And as soon as it warms up, keep it well fed. I listened to this character on the radio last weekend, so I fertilized four days ago. No, perfect. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, it's funny how that happens. Okay, next question is um, I've got a Meyer lemon that my landscape guy put in the uh, yard back in April or May. Uh, It's still green. It still appears to be growing and all that. It's doing absolutely nothing. No new leaves, no nada, no fruit. Um, is this, I know it's not going to do anything for at least for a couple of weeks. Is this normal or do I have a, do I need to replace it? No, no, I think it'll be fine. And I think that, uh, you may not have to wait a couple of weeks. I would, I would think by Friday you'll have buds on it. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, last question. Plumeria. Is it still too late to fiddle with that, or do you guys still have some in stock? We have them in stock, but it's kind of early, honestly, Joe. Plumeria is our plant to oh. just love our heat here in the summertime, and they'll actually okay. grow in the valley in full sun, but this time of year they're bare, so you can't really tell what uh, colors or you know varieties they are. Sure, sure. Okay. Well, hey, that's it. Appreciate it, sir. Well, have a fine weekend. Take care. Same to you. Bye, Joe. Thanks. Uh, let's see, Chris and AJ. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. Um, I wondered if you had, if there's a something in a spray bottle that is ready to go that I could spray on my rocks because I have lots of um, little weeds growing up and what have you. Yes, uh, you'd probably like want to put up your, or 
You could, you could do a little roundup would be fine. You could even, if, the, if they're tiny weeds, you might even get them with a pre-emergence still. And then oftentimes use kind of a combination of both of them. But yeah, roundup, if you're going to just spot spray some weeds is, is excellent. And while they're an inch tall, it's much easier than when they're a foot tall. So it's a great yes. time to be out and be uh, be aggressive with those guys. And uh, as soon as the ground's dry enough, which is probably this afternoon, you can start spraying. And the sooner you spray, the easier it is to be to eliminate them. Wonderful. Could could I ask another question? Absolutely. Uh, thank you. My uh, prickly pears are looking pretty sick in the middle. They're kind of black, and you know, is there anything I can do to spruce them up? Well, do they have any scale on them, like the white stuff growing on the outside ends of the leaves, or the pads, or is it I just? Haven't, I haven't noticed that. Okay. So what you could do is you could fertilize them, and um, oh. you could go ahead and feed them. Um, you could feed them right now. They're not going to do too much until the weather is up in the 70s and 80s, which might not be very long. We'll be in the 70s this week, but it wouldn't be a bad time to fertilize them at all. And they will grow a lot better if you fertilize them. And then, you know, they don't need any water for the next month or so. But after that, if you water them at least once a month, they'll be happier. Okay. And what do I fertilize them with? Whatever you have at home. I mean, if you had some 21714 lawn fertilizer, Miracle Grow, 101010, citrus food, they can't read. It all works. Okay. All righty. Thank you so much. Thank I you, appreciate Chris. it. Have a blessed day. You as well. <laughs> bye bye. All right. Bye now. Let's see. Next up, we have Mr. Jeff in Peoria. We might have time for another caller before the news break if you want to call right away at 602 277 5827. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning. How you doing today? Oh, enjoying a beautiful day here. The mountains are turning yeah. green. That makes Sunny Slope even more wonderful than it normally is. Yeah. Hey, I got an unusual problem. Um, I've been in this house about seven years now, and in the backyard I have some natural turf, and I always put in my winter grass there. And um, with these rains we get now, started happening last year, I get literally thousands of these little worms uh-huh. that come out of the turf and crawl up onto the concrete patio. Okay. And then to get out of the rain, I guess, so they don't drown. And then they die when the sun comes out on the patio. Are the, so they, those are just small earthworms, right? Well, you know, they're only like, the longest ones are only about two inches long uh-huh. and they're kind of pinkish or reddish. But they don't have any legs. They're not like any kind of a caterpillar. No. Like an no. Yeah, that's pro- you know, it's probably just getting out there and catching the, the weather wrong. You know, it gets so wet that they're coming out. But it sounds like an earthworm. Red wigglers, which are the common ones here, are usually a little larger than that, but they're not big. Yeah, they're not like a big night crawler or something. And, uh, you know, if they get out and get too far away from water, um, you know, then they'd certainly dry out in the, in the sunshine. Yeah, and then they super glue themselves to my concrete. But what you can do and, with it, Jeff, is you can hose them off before it dries out. Well, I'll do that, and I'll get maybe fifty percent of them off. You know, have to time it just right. Right. No, that's but the tricky then, part. But of this then time. you, but then you hose them off, and then it kind of repeats the process. And then the turf is all soaking wet again. <laughs> well, it, soaking wet and underwater are different things. So they're coming out of the ground anytime they're underwater, you know, because the oxygen problem. So that's why they're coming out. Um, you know, you could maybe aerate your lawn so it drained a little faster, or you know, 
pray that it doesn't rain, but I, I kind of like the rain. But at any rate, yeah it's, yeah, it's something you certainly see, you know, with, with earthworms with rain because they're coming out to escape it. And uh, I mean, I, I understand some, but this is literally thousands. I mean, well, that just kind of tells you you have pretty healthy soil. I kind of let you go because we have a hard <laughs> break and then I'm getting waved at. But have a nice day, Jeff. We'll be right back after the news with the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show.